Trevor along with you uh, alongside Connor McNally, Harrison Tucker. Do I call it you Harrison or not? <laughs> not a fan of that. Am I in trouble? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I believe. I believe in the business. This is called an emergency pod. Yes. <laughs> this is our first emergency pod of this, the season. This is. Uh, this is our first emergency pod because we are in the middle of a red flag, which is probably going to last at least another half an hour. So, as Harry described it, it's opportunistically, and also just because I'm not sure I can sit around and just do nothing. <laughs> There's um, no way you can. Minutes. There's um, no way you can. We have to talk about what just happened in Bahrain. Um, this race commenced pretty awesome. Couple of first corners with Bottas going backwards fast. And just to be clear, um, this podcast is purely about the first lap uh, crash, and we will do a separate podcast that recaps the entire race once that's out. So if you've got this in your feed and it's early morning. Um, Jesus Christ, you've missed something epic, and you, if you haven't turned a television on, I suggest you get near one because you have missed. Oh, Harry, I, I reckon it's the most epic crash in Formula One in a decade or three. Well, in terms of the, the sheer spectacle of the crash, yeah. it was a literal fireball that yeah. just went up. And Two, what is it, third or fourth corner? Um, third corner. Th- after the third corner, uh, there's a bit of a straightaway, and you know, 100, 150, 300 metres up from the corner... Um, at the back of the pack, Grosjean, I'm suggesting he was in like 16th, 17th. Um, he's seen a bit of tossling, uh, you know, ahead of him with cars, so he's he's kind of darted off to the right and clipped Kvyat, and he didn't know Kvyat was there. There's no doubt, and his car has gone what seemed like directly at 90 degrees into a barrier, and the ball of flames would have been visible to Lewis Hamilton at the front of the pack in his mirrors. Not that we saw Lewis's mirrors, but you saw we saw probably three different cars all, in front's mirrors. And, yeah, and head. all and you could see the like the light from the flame in in all of their rearview mirrors. It was just incredible. And I think Connor, you rightly described your emotion as being quite reminiscent of '94. Yes, um, the feeling of concern for. Roman, because they have that period where, wisely, uh, in terms of the television director, there was a massive crash, fireball. We don't show that again until we know the driver's okay. Mm, yes. And so I think, and a lot of people on Twitter jump pretty quickly to the worst-case scenario here, um, because we don't see it, he must be in, in trouble. Well, the last time we saw that was Jules. Yeah. Yeah, t- uh, 2015. So in terms and of it, the, the, the feed being cut The like feed that. being cut and not showing replays, just yeah. showing stuff of the pits with a red flag, all the drivers are in, in the pits. Um, and it was a good five minutes. Mm. Um, About that, yeah. Before we got a glimpse of Roman sitting in the back of the medical car, so clearly alive. Um, but then they showed a bit of footage of him being limp, walked to the to the ambulance limping. So, you know, there's concern over Roman, and we should say it's like literally... This happened 35 minutes ago. Yes. Um, he's been chopped off, Harry. I think we just saw the chopper. Yep, yeah, we just saw that just then. Yeah. Um, he's been chopped off for a proper medical assessment. There's uh, there's talk of him having broken ribs, um, minor burns to his ankles and wrists, which is kind of interesting because it's where your socks and gloves inter- intersect with the, the race suit. So I, I would I would guess uh, straight up that there'd be a, a look at that from, from the drivers and the FIA leading into the next season. But yeah. fucking hell. That was wow. massive, absolutely massive. And as I said to you off air, it reminded me of Senna in 94. Now, different situation, obviously. And you're right to say that the, the Senna crash was different to what we've seen with Romain Grosjean. With what happened to Senna, it wasn't the the impact, I guess, that really killed him. It was 
the fact that the wheel, the um, the steer, the uh, suspension component, pierced through the helmet and killed him. That's what happened in the end. Yep. But this one, I mean, the the halo and the safety cell, that is without doubt what saved his life. And I think Connie, uh, sorry, Harry, you made the point that we talk about the safety cell yeah. being this amazing bloody thing, but this thing has every other part of the car has sheared off. The mm. rear, the engine. The, the rear assembly is actually intact. Every part that is normally on the front of the car has disintegrated. It's just, it literally, it literally, it's, they're no longer there. It's not like the parts have flown off. No, They've just blown up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's they're shreds of them all over the place. And his safety cell, uh, his chassis as they, they refer to it in, in, the, in Formula One, is in, inside the Armco. It's, it's sat in the Armco on an angle. And I don't think it's, too much to say that the halo saved his life. Yeah, oh, for without sure, without a question, because the halo is quite visible um, yep. in in the in the armco, and it was probably another 15, 20 minutes before Formula One, I think, were, I guess, happy enough, if that's the right term, to show much more of the footage. Now they haven't shown the onboard of of the car going into the armco yet. Oh, I've no doubt they will at some point, but they have shown the the chopper shot and a, a camera across the track. Of the car on fire. Now, the car is on fire for, let's say, 30 seconds. And 15, 20 of that, and we, we'll be able to summon all time it. There'll be all those kind of things done. Roman was still in the car yep. while the car's on fire. And the fact is, he was actually trying to get himself out of the car. I, I saw his hand. And you can yeah. see his yeah. hand reaching out. Um, the medical car, which follows the pack around on the opening lap, was pretty quick on scene. They had an extinguisher. And one of the guys from the medical car was there to kind of drag him away as he jumped he, over the barriers. He, he did an incredible job. Like he, they were, they were sort of struggling for a second or two with the fire. It felt like a minute, didn't it? Oh, and yeah. it, he's just, fuck it, I'm going in. It doesn't matter. Alan Vanderbird. Alan, Alan yeah. Vanderbird deserves a fucking OAM or something because he fearless, walked into the in. fire Literally. while the other guy in the car and a marshal were fucking around with a fire extinguisher. Now, to be clear... They weren't doing anything wrong. No. It just felt like they were. Yeah. From from the helicopter looking down, it felt like uh, an eternity it took to get the extinguisher out and, and, and firing into the fire. Yeah. In, in, in it, real time, it was probably only a couple of seconds. But in, in that moment, it looked minutes. And, and we're just looking now at a, at a, a vision of the ha, Have chassis. a look at that car. That car, how it survived That's literally, that. The chassis has been brought back to its original manufacturing state, <laughs> apart from the fact that with the addition of... A lot of fire retardant. The halo is, I'm telling you, 100% intact. Yes. Um, and it's it's just remarkable. Now, the thing about when Romain got out, um, and they talk a lot about the extraction and how, how well drivers need to train and be, be um, tested on that and the extraction techniques, but it was on a slight angle, and I think that, that, that'll become clear. The car was on an angle, which made it harder. It's like Nico at, at Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago, upside down, get me out of this thing kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, you could see his arms flailing to get out, and then when he he jumped the fence, I got no doubt he hurt his leg jumping that fence because it was a pretty immediate jump. But yes. um, it was it was kind of weird because he would have been in that fire for let's say 10, 10 15 yep. seconds at the minimum, which would have been intensely uh, hot. And as he was walking away, he didn't appear to have much flames on him, but you could see him kind of he was trying to get the heat out of his gloves, shaking because he 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 was clearly felt like he was on fire. Mm. Man, I I just. It's an absolute credit to the sport. That's all you can say. It's credit it to the sport that they have created this safety cell in such a way. Now, because what we're going to be talking about, I'm assuming, 
from a driver perspective right now in the pits and after the race and stuff is because they're coming back here next week. Yes. Is every single fucking barrier needs tires and and the conveyor belt around it because Armco like that splits it, a car in half. It li- literally, it's and they are just but it's just so unlucky as well. But you, that's all it takes, though, is that just that one unlucky spin, that one unlucky angle to go in there and then just hit the arm code. That, that because in oh. Bahrain's defence, the the tyre barriers on the outside of the corner are yeah. there. It's it's not the side of the corner you would normally, in any simulation, you would well, try and, and... You're sort of out of the corner as yeah, well. Yeah, like that's you're right. Sort of meet, hundreds of metres yeah. away from the corner, I think. I've got to say, Michael Massey's done a tremendous job handling the situation with such He was straight on scene, like, you know, obviously yeah. he would have jumped in a car straight over there and, you know, you, you never know because you can't hear it all, but it looked like solid leadership. It looked like yeah. he was standing there going, right, mm. that needs to happen, this needs to happen. I, I have no doubt that one of the things he said was don't touch that fucking car there or there, like, because yeah. these things are, you know, under the engine would be the battery... You've got some serious concerns about the safety of the car and all those normal systems, the little light that comes on that says it's safe and stuff, that's all gone Yeah, because the car's been smashed in half. So it would have been a dangerous situation for the marshals. And by the way, there was at least three marshals behind that Armco. And they're fucking lucky to be there yeah. too. Who, when you watch the replay, didn't move much because they wouldn't have been expecting it. No. It's, man, it's, it, I can't believe we're not right now talking about a much more serious situation, despite the fact this is a very serious situation. And Harry, this case could be Roman Grosjean's last Formula One race. I think you know, there's if I, if no was, way. If I was him, you know, you think you've got kids, you've got a family, you've just had this. Like, I'm lucky to be here. I've got two races left. Like, there is no way Roman will ever step in a car again after this. Absolutely yeah. no way whatsoever. <laughs> that that I would say. With those injuries, he's going to say, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. Which well, br- which brings injury, if he has the rib injury, yeah, he yeah, won't be able to race. Exactly. exactly. But, but even outside of that, you're like, it's just uh, 179 races. I've had my time. Yeah. It's just, and he had some I've decent... come too close. It's not It's not worth it for my family. Exactly. You know? And, and, and you know what? He, he is, um, he, isn't he, is he the leader of the driver's group? Uh, yeah, he's yes. Got, he's yeah. got a role there. Yeah. Grand Prix I, Drivers I can see him now taking uh, an absolutely massive role in... In Formula One safety going forward, yep. Because who better, yeah, to lead any conversation about the safety of tracks of uh, Armco and all that kind of stuff than the man that survived? See, it's a terrible thing to say, you know, worst accident, and all that kind of stuff. But we were saying before we were started recording, it and Senna's crash was horrific, and we all remember it. Those of us that were alive. Um, how? When were you born? What year? That year. Yeah, but you're after that, weren't Fucking you? Fucking hell! Um, 90, no, ninety-four. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, you're months, after that. You, you're a few, month or two after. What that. month was he? May, May, oh, May, May. first. Oh, so three weeks later. Oh, okay. Anyway, hey. we move on from that. Um, you know, in terms of serious crashes, Ayrton Senna's crash was 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 a big crash, but nothing like this one in terms no, of severity. Not. Um, Antoine last year was actually a pretty. Pretty big pretty crash nasty in, in F two. Yeah, F two. Um, but again, it's isn't it weird to say that it's the flames that made this remember, the spectacle that it is? Do you remember Jos Verstappen in nineteen ninety four, the German Grand Prix, came into the pits because it was the year that refueling was reintroduced to Formula One, and the Benetton team, which is now Renault, of course, they tried to put in the uh, the coupling into the fuel the fuel nozzle. Spray fuel everywhere yeah. and put mm. it on fire. And you know that that doesn't again. That's I mean that's a huge. That's probably the most um, 
second to this, the the biggest fire kind of incident. Yeah. If you think of photography and, and the video of that kind of incident, there's some great photography of um, that incident. If you want to see. see, there we go. We're watching it now on Fox Sports, and I mean, that lasted as you said, good thirty or so seconds, and. The marshal's trying to get to... He's already got the, the extinguisher going. It, it was too far away. He would have tried to get right in there. So it did absolutely nothing to help Romain in that situation. He was trying to get himself out of the car. And there we see, in the midst of all that, he finally gets and out. He was in there for 20 seconds. Yeah. I just fucking counted that. He was in an intense fuel fire... For oh, 20 seconds. Of Nicky Lauda proportions from the Nürburgring Bay way back in 76. That's like a... That, I'm comparing Look at him that. getting himself out. The, sorry, the vision you need to see... I mean, this is obviously going to be on the YouTube. The vision of him getting out is... That, that one there, just jumping over the barrier there. Yeah. That's going to be a famous photo. Yeah. Yes. Of, of this one here. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, I just can't... It's... You're going to be listening to this, I don't know, driving to work. You, you, I'm sure you will have seen it. But if you have not, the first thing you do is you go to the F1 YouTube channel because I'm assuming they'll put this up because they will. See, it's a weird thing. It's a, it's an unbelievable thing for the sport to have happened, but it's also a testament to the sport. It's yeah. a testament mm. to the medical car being so close. It's a testament to the marshals. It's a testament to the driver suit. Um, the 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 monocoque. There's so many good things about just it. The, just the well-oiled machine that there are. Worked. Um and I, like yeah. this will be number one. I mean, it's a weird news story, but it it'll be the, the sports story of the weekend because what else was there this weekend in sport, boys? Do you? Nah. Oh, I don't pay much attention. Uh, there was, was cricket. cricket on today. Cricket on um, today, and the Aussies yeah. flogged the the Indian team again. But um, it's it's quite remarkable, and and I I do think there's going to be like my kids watch a lot of the you know top ten videos mm. on on the F one channel. This they post them really well. Yeah, like top ten last lap craziness or top ten. You know everything. This this is the number one fire in F one, but you can't have a video like that because it would have a lot of tragedy in it. Mm. But going yeah. back to you know scale of event, and I think why everyone watching had their hearts in their mouths. Um, you know, you mentioned Jules being the last time we kind of um, had that kind of TV director cut, and Jules was a very light crash in mm. in, in general terms because you know he he just went at some speed into into the JCB, the kind of the earth mover. But again, you know, this is just, man, it's fucking remarkable that that bloke is able to stand. Jump over a fence. I wonder, again, people will analyse this with with greater knowledge, but, you know, adrenaline and stuff, how much that plays into it. Because you're obviously um, engulfed in fire, Mm. but with a level of knowledge that you're protected because you're wearing your your safety suit. and and he's able to do everything from unbuckle his belts. Yeah, I just imagine like you know the three of us here when that happened and the shock and sort of like what we were feeling about that pit that pit lane there and then everyone just watching that the, yeah. his team his yeah, family I think, in there. Like I think the team would be the hardest part because they like we're all sitting here with the unknown of like I'm thinking Jesus fuck I don't know how to even cope with another loss yeah. in a sport mm. and talk about it. Um, and they're sitting there with someone they know and love and work with every day. This, it's just remarkable to think the emotion that would be going on during the down the paddock. But interestingly, I think a lot of the replays, and I think why it's good to show the replays too, because it would give the drivers... A lot of people talk about how a driver that's had a big crash comes back the next week and is able to mm. just mentally go on. They have spent Lance having a you know bad weekend yeah. and then how do you come back and stuff. How do you as a driver you know come back once, once something like that's happened? Well, you go out there with the confidence that the one of the worst crashes we've ever seen, um, you're protected yeah, mm. and you're safe. 
But never have I seen a, uh, a modern Formula One car split in two. No. Which is how they're designed. You know, the monocoque is designed to attach to the to the. But they they never come apart. No. And there's, there's, there's been, been very few hits as well. There's been a few occasions in the past. I remember when Alonso had his rollover in Melbourne a couple of years ago, and the car split in two. Then, so you know, we have seen such circumstances when you know the car splitting in two has happened, but not in this ferocious state. I mean, now it's a, it is extraordinary. A mate of mine who works for the SBS French Radio um, team has just sent me a message saying Jules Bianchi's mum on French TV. It's quoted as saying, the introduction of the halo after Jules's death today saved Roman's life. This is great. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good to see that, yeah. It's a weird thing, wouldn't it be, for her to see, um, like, the impact. It's, it's, it's the wrong analogy, and we're, we're, we're talking live, so bear with me. But it's like the organ donor situation, you know. Mm. You, it's, it, it's, it's a terrible thing to lose someone, but amazing to see their life go on. Um for her, for Jules's mum to see, essentially his legacy, um, yeah. save someone's life would Absolutely. be a remarkable thing. I, you remember when everyone was complaining, "Oh, the halo's going to ruin the the driver peripheral vision and everything else." And the I FIA mean, I was, turned the halo off in F one twenty twenty, but <laughs> fucking hell, <laughs> I'm not going into Armco. Absolutely, it's Absolutely. going back on. Exactly. It, it, the thing is. The FIA were steadfast in their decision to go with the halo, whether the drivers liked it or not, and 95% of them were against it. Seeing that now, you would change your perceptions instantly upon that. You know, you would go, right, halo for the rest of my career for me. I will never, ever drive a car again without a halo. And, yeah, it's just a, a testament of, you know, as you said, the legacy of... Unfortunately for one tragedy, but, you know, the legacy yeah. is continued on by the f SF1 team have said, update, and this was 24 minutes ago, as a precaution and further medical evaluation, Romain will be transported to hospital. So um, that's good. And and uh, Christophe, my mate, says the French TV are recording, um, reporting minor burns and some broken ribs, yeah, as per what Sky is reporting as well. So. so The other thing I've got here is we're talking about the car breaking in half. Mm. The last time a car violently broke in half was Alex Caffey at Monaco in 91. I remember that. You would. I do remember watching that. and uh, <laughs> You weren't fucking alive, Harry. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> um, and it was a pretty nasty crash, I remember, because he was I think he was trying to go towards a swimming pool, and the Arrows that year was a dog of a car. They just ditched the Porsche engine they were trying to run, and, yeah, it, it was not a nice car to drive, and Caffey, that ended his career. Now, I don't want to... Um bring light to a very serious topic, but the other concerning issue for Harry and I was that we did have Roman as the first retirement. Yeah, as we did too, as and I did too. Neither of us said a thing. <laughs> <laughs> neither of us said a fucking thing. Because i got to tell you, if that hadn't ended that way, oh, I couldn't have, ex- that would have been bad money to accept. Oh, I couldn't yeah. accept so, no, 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 I just would have donated that to some. I would have put yeah, it all on. Anyway, but so now, f- just for the record, for in between... The, this podcast and the actual race podcast, which we'll release at the end of the race, go Lewis, <laughs> uh, because we <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have Roman singly. Um, I only had him in a in a multi to, with Lewis. So if Lewis wins, well. I'm 130 up. You're yeah, a, I think I'm the same. A, yeah, yeah, I had 10 on that. Yep. you only had two on, did you? No, no, I had two on a bunch of others. That no, I had five on that. So it's 65, 75. Take that. Yeah, 65. Um, fuck. Wow, I'm still a little bit overwhelmed by it, but. I think the message of this uh, little emergency pod 
is that um, there's going to be some awesome stories written over the week ahead. Like I don't, yes. I don't actually read a lot. I don't read oh, the F1 website. Actually, stuff, we're watch, we're this watching. This is awesome. Gunter Steiner uh, fist bumping uh, the chief medical Thank officer, yeah. Alex Vandermund. Yeah, um, because he, I mean, it's, it's probably too strong to say he saved his life because I think the the Halo and Roman's actions he's himself, but. There's no doubt that he, if he hadn't have been there so quick, yeah, who, who knows? They did such a good job. What would happen? And you know, Gunter's a—I think Gunter's a really nice bloke. You get that sense from him. I, th- I tell you why you know Gunter's a good bloke because he's stuck with those two fucking drivers yeah. for so long. Yeah, I think he doesn't have the heart to actually mm. do what other teams do. I think he's yeah. too loyal. He must be, yeah. Which is his, my, part of his downfall and why they're a bit probably, shit, but yeah. Like, but that's a good point. It's it's probably why he isn't the team principal that someone yeah. like Toto is. But. At the same time, you look at what Gunther has done. Like it, having someone like him, even though he's, you consider him as a nice guy, he's just got that personality that's infectious. And we need people like that in Formula One. So, I mean, uh, the stories I want to either write or, or read this week in the next twenty-four hours are how many seconds Roman was engulfed in flames. Yes, because that's a testament to the fire safety. I want to see as much of the vision as I can of the halo impacting the Armco because I think it proves the the worth of the halo. Um, there will have to be a, a conversation about the audit of the use of Armco because we've got to be honest. Armco is is series of sheets of metal, yeah. and if if that here's we hypothesise all your eyes, but if that impact had have been in between the seal, well, the Armco could have gone under the halo. So yeah. you know, different story. Um, a lot of questions about that. Um, but I mean, fucking wow. I don't think we'll see a, a, a crash like that again in some time. They've replaced the Armco now with concrete barriers, which seems <laughs> inexplicable in some ways. It's, it's a bit nerve-wracking when you say that. But, but you um, know what? You bounce off those things instead of being, yeah. being embedded in them, I guess. Mm. I feel like there might be some lap times you know, lost a little bit in that corner. but Yeah, a little bit of uh, throttle off. Um, anyway, uh, we just thought it was important yeah. to talk about the impact, the, the incident, what it was. And frankly, the the absolute testament that everyone is rightly saying right now that to the, to the halo and to the safety of the sport, which is a credit to the drivers. And just quickly, and I don't know if we just had this conversation during the podcast or afterwards, but uh, I think that Roman Roman's role now in Formula One is is established as he can be the guy that leads driver safety, yes, for as long as he needs to. Yep. Because you know it's kind of like you know you have your Jean Todd and stuff uh, playing that role around that, but just. Just make give Roman that that job. Um, put him put him in a white shirt with the F1 logo and uh, have him going one race ahead, looking at every track and all the safety he can. He deserves it. He deserves to be paid have, for life now. Yeah. But, yeah. Do you I know what? Dis- do, I don't disagree with that. Just just quickly. Um, did you see in qualifying yesterday or the, or in practice? There was some some commentary from uh, they showed Lewis being asked about um, Franz Tost. Is that his name? Yeah, Franz Tost. Yeah. He said that there should be a driver uh, salary cap. It should be ten million. It should be the max you can pay a driver. <laughs> Lewis was asked this. Lewis goes, "Who?" He goes, "Francois." Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking best ever. But the thing that no driver I saw quoted, but or, or commentator said, was these people put their fucking lives on the line. Pay them whatever they want mm. if you want them. I and think after that, that's yeah. There, there's how yeah. you prove that, you know, because fuck, mate, no amount of money would get me putting. My body anywhere near that line. Sorry, I not think happening. Because so, 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 we don't see it that often, you forget. I think we this do. Is, this is a big reminder of how it's, dangerous this actually. It's a reality is. check is how dangerous Massive this sport way. is. Even it, forgetting the fact that he survived and and he'll be okay and he has some minor injuries. It was a brutal impact, and 
fucking there's no other sport yeah. like motorsport in that sense that that has that risk from just one participant in in the whole thing. You know, there's thousands of people involved in the sport, but there's 20 blokes as good or bad a driver as they are, as we see Alex Albon. <laughs> um, and he survived a massive crash himself on Friday. He he survived a tank slapper basically. Compa- yeah. Like anything now that doesn't result in flames is just a tank slapper. Um, but anyway, we've now got a race. So um, before we head into the race, we it'll restart as per the order it's in, which is Hamilton, Verstappen, Perez, Albon, Ricardo made ground. Bottas went backwards by four places. Gasly up into seventh is nice. So it actually we're in for a, a really good race. Yeah. Um, assuming that the drivers go out and agree to that that Armco being replaced by cement. That's probably the only question yeah. right now. Mm. But okay. Michael Massey's... I think the drivers do put a lot of faith in Michael Massey. I think uh, j- just before we go as well, two other people that not directly here that you sort of got to thank around there is sort of Jackie Stewart for yes. pushing safety in the sport and also yep. yes. the uh, the great Nicky Lauda for, yeah. for pushing fireproofing suits and things like that. Yeah, so. yeah. Quite, you know, the legacies they've left, you yeah. know, that they'll continue on for many, many more years. And that's years what we talk about, it's essentially, Roman. And, yeah, it's, and it's it's little things like that. You can, you can, people have that. You know, Nicky Lauda's a, a world champion, a, a brilliant driver, but it's actually that little thing that probably plays a bigger role in, in the sport going forward. You know, just just thinking before we go off air, with what happened to Grosjean just then when he was engulfed in those flames in the car, trying to get out of the car. And I said before that was of Nicky Lauda proportions. Remember, Nicky Lauda in, inhaled a lot of that smoke into his lungs, and that yeah. caused a lot of that damage. You just it's wonder. A good point. Did, Roman could be yeah. suffering for some time. Yeah, and we just and I just thought to myself, geez, that he would have inhaled a lot of toxic smoke and everything. Do you think else. about the that fight or flight that uh, adrenaline we talked about? That would also involve a lot of breathing, and yeah. so you can't stop yourself breathing no matter what yeah. the breath tastes like. Um, but I just man that. Stopwatch on that timer, that stopwatch. And I think one of the other things you'll see this, this week, and you said, Harry, is that, that, that image, there'll be a, an unbelievable gallery created of, mm. of the heroic nature of, of Roman's escape because it's, it's troubling to watch the amount of flames around that, that cockpit. And it's also troubling to see his arms essentially flailing to, to get, because, you know, you put your arms on the halo to get out, um, to, to try and get out. Mm. But, it's 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 only the the realization that the car's on an angle, like the chassis's on an angle. He's not just sitting there. It's it's yep. quite a hard thing to. Get. He's on an angle up against Armco. He can't just get out. It's a, it's actually a very difficult thing, and he did amazing to do it. And that dude that fucking ran into the fire, hero, is an absolute hero. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure Roman will have amazing things to say about him, as will Gunter and, and everyone involved. So, um, yeah, uh, that's the uh, that's the opening lap of the Bahrain Oof. Grand Prix, and we will now. Uh, the boys will finish their Red Bull and <laughs> we will take a breath and we will watch uh, 56 laps or, or 55 laps of uh, the Bahrain Grand Prix, which will start uh, following a red flag and we'll bring you that action uh, once the race is over, which uh, it's going to go well into the morning, boys. Uh, yes. We're, we're prepared. <laughs> if we we're pull prepared. the blinds up, we might see a light. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't tell me <laughs> that. Which will just prepare us for next week. Yeah. Well, you're not here nah, next nah, week. Away next week. Yeah, fucker. But to be honest, I reckon the 4 a.m. is better. No, I do. I, yeah. So do I, yeah. Because yeah, I was thinking about you it, get too. quite a decent sleep in before getting up. And yeah, no, we were talking about it beforehand, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's perfect for him because he's got the Today Show afterwards. Yeah, it's fucking... It could be a drama, actually, if I actually, done any early. <laughs> it could be a drama. <laughs> no, hopefully I'll, I'll skip the Monday. All right, uh, we'll be back after the race uh, with uh, a standard uh, rate post, post-race podcast on the EFTM podcast. Connor, Harry and Trevor uh, at Bahrain. Bahrain.